Hey New Hey New Hey Karen, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, and Happy New Year to our fabulous listeners. Welcome to 2020. Ah, amazing. 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 I've lived a lot of decades, man. I mean, I've lived almost as many decades, man. Almost, but not quite. Not quite. Not You'll quite. always win. I know. I'm a winner. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of winners, what did you think? Season four, episode 12, Kimberly does LA, literally. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> was this a winner? Um, you know, piece by piece, I didn't really think that it was. Uh, and yet when all was said and done, I was like, I like the episode. And, and I asked Alyssa, I was like, oh, did you like this one? And I always kind of temper thinking she's not going to love it. And she's like, yeah, I thought it was a good one. So more, okay. more thumbs up than thumbs down. Okay. I'm kind of in the same boat as I was watching it. I was like, God, this sucks. God, this, su- God, <laughs> God, this sucks. This episode sucks. And then it didn't. And then it was like all the pieces fell together. Okay, so there are a lot of like new sort of storylines happening. We had a bunch of cliffies. Guys, we still have technical difficulties. I think I just lost Doug. Well, I'm back. You're back. Okay. We're going to have we're gonna have new decades, same problem. Guys, <laughs> uh, just bear with us. You have to really love Karen um, to put up with all this. Love me, love me. Yeah, so I was saying that we had a lot of cliffies in this. They're they're bringing in new storylines for the characters um, or like maybe riffs on old storylines and we had a lot of cliffies. Yeah, so we'll get to it at the end, but I'm curious to know if you like the cliffies. Um, I think I did. I think I Good. think my expectation of said cliffies were that we wouldn't cliffy on the one that we cliffied on. That's okay. Uh, we'll get to that cliff. We will. We will. And I just want to point out, Thomas Calabro directed this episode. To quote Meatloaf, you took the words right out of my mouth. Oh. I was about to say that. Yes. You know who's directed this episode and will continue to direct throughout the series? Michael's alter ego, Thomas Calabro. Now, is this the first one he ever directed? I'm pretty sure. I didn't go back and check. But I'm pretty sure this was the first. Okay, that's exciting. Maybe that has to be. Well, it actually is. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe the maybe that's why the pacing felt slightly off because it was his first one. Oh. Oh. The flame begins. Critical. All right, so let's begin at the beginning where we're at the radio station and we actually see Kimberly at work, sort of. Yeah. Well, she's in her place of employment. So. Yeah. <laughs> And she's also at work. Wink, wink. Oh, uh, uh, she's okay. So she's a radio str- radio shrink. Say that three times fast. Holy crap! Ten times fast. Um, and she's not a very good one. Shockingly, she is not. She's actually quite terrible. Um, but that doesn't matter because Doctor Joyce Brown loves her. So while she's Wait, giving you call her dr joyce brothers or dr joyce brown oh my god dr joyce brown because i was thinking of dr joy brown and joyce brothers oh, rest in peace. Uh, i love dr joy uh, so uh, sad so yeah. sad anyway anyway yeah. oh dr joy is no longer with us which is sad love dr. Yeah, anyway um yes yeah, so so kimberly is being a bad shrink and at the same time 
that she's being terrible at it. She's flirting with her producer. And I'm sorry. I thought the whole thing was absolutely ridiculous. Oh, it's it's so campy ridiculous. It's it, This is an example of it really being a very different show. Yeah, I was like, big letters. This is ridiculous, underlined three times. This part, this was like the worst way to cold open for me. Like, I was just like, what the ever-loving fuck is going on here? Did I lose you? I'm back. And you're back. Okay. You swore You swore, and it set off a sensor, apparently, because that was exactly when the glitch happened. Oh, hilarious. Okay. So, so she's, like, flirting with her producer who's in this other, like, you know, the control room or whatever, and she's, like... You know, like, where Roz would be on Frasier. Where Roz would be on Frasier. And she's, like, unzipping her top, and she, so, like, by the time the show is over and he walks into the sound booth... She's all like, hot and bothered. Yeah, all hot and bothered. She's, like, got, like, no shirt on. Yeah, it's just just the bra. And so is it, this is, like, weird because now, like, this, this sets up the whole episode where Kimberly is on the prowl for men. Basically, yeah. And this never happened before. No, this has nothing to do with who she was or what her new afflictions are at all. No. And so... That's all you need to know about that scene. Yeah, yeah. And so... Oh, Doug. I think you left. I, I can't believe this. We keep losing him. Like, a lot tonight. Yeah, it's annoying. Oh, my God. We're losing you a lot tonight. Ugh, it usually gets worse the further in we are. So, sorry, guys. Yeah, Hopefully it's really we'll weird. be not terrible. Well, we'll just... We can only do what we can do. Yeah. I'll try. Um, I'll try to hold it together, guys. No, you do a great job holding it together anyway, but in the interest of all of this, we can move forward. Okay. Pass the credits Pass into the episode, anyway. which is where we see Thomas Calabro's name. Anyway. Moving on. Next scene, we're going to Shelly's new place, which is a terrible apartment. They should have just gone to Jake's. Her apartment's awful. And, and tacky, yeah. She's got like a TV from 1970 in there. Oh, the whole apartment's from 1970. Did you see the wood paneling? Yeah. 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 Can't miss that. Anyway, she and Jake are having breakfast, and he asked her about the password. That's it. I mean, that's all that happened. And she makes something up, and they're, and he's fine with it. Um. Yeah, but I think his spidey sense is finally onto it. Oh, I don't think his spidey sense kicks in till much till, later. Till the next scene, till uh, the next time we see him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about his spidey sense. Anyway, um, that's all we need to know there. So we're going to go to D&D, where now all of a sudden Amanda's car was stolen. This is a new wrinkle. It says the stupidest thing. Then show us her finding out that the thing was stolen. And was it stolen at work or was it stolen at the apartment? I don't know. She's on the phone with the cops and they're not being very helpful. And so in the meantime, while, Peter's, while Amanda's on the phone, Peter walks in because they have no security. And he, and he, like, storms in. He's like, I deserve an explanation. I, I mean, this is, like... And then he offers... To, he's, like, all angry. And then he offers to help her find her car. or help, And then she kicks him out. And I don't know. It's just, like, the rejection of him makes absolutely no sense. Did I lose you again? I lost Doug. You guys, the rejection made no sense. Yeah, it's like, if you're going to break up, break up, but build to it and then stick to it. This is still part of their, like, push-pull. We don't need it. 
No, we don't. And, and well, you know, I think that if we had some more backstory, which they kind of tried to lay it on a little bit later, but kind of not well but it was like unconvincing yeah 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 like I, I would i could go with this where she's like having a hard time like getting close to people or whatever but that's not what we saw when she showed up in what season one season two whatever season amanda showed up in when she was head over heels one. with billy yeah season one god it feels like ages ago so anyway this like weird push pull with them is just not doing it for me but anyway so 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 they basically have left it where peter's like giving up i think for now, yeah. For now. So now we're going to go to um, Mancini and Hart Designs, where Richard and Joe are flirting, and Jane's mad. Mm -hmm. um, so Jane calls Michael to invite him over to dinner, because remember, guys, from last episode, we learned that Jane is plotting to make Richard jealous, and that's how she plans to get him back. And she's using right. Michael to do it. Michael is the pawn to get Richard back. Right. Okay, Jane, good luck. So, um, there's like a crossover between Mancini Hart and Michael's office when Jane calls the office and Sydney, of course, answers. Um, and then Sydney walks into his office after they get off the phone and demands to know what Jane wants. Now, Michael is smitten. Michael's excited he's going to dinner with Jane. Um, smitten and smug. And smitten and smug. But he he's basically. Smugging. He, they were supposed to, I guess, have a barbecue the night that Jane asked him to dinner, and now he says he has a late surgery. So right. he's all over cheating on Sid. Uh, yeah. He's ready. Yeah. No, yeah. All in. All in to be out. All yeah. in. Okay. We're going to go to D&D &D again, where Allison finally gives Amanda the keys to her apartment, and, and Amanda gets snarky with her and says, well, it's hard to rent an apartment in the middle of the month. And Allison's like, it's okay. You can keep my security deposit. So now they're friends again. Um, and Brooke overhears, and she tells Well, because this conversation is done right by the cubes where Billy and Brooke are sitting. Or at least, I guess Brooke still has the corner office, but she's she hanging was, out with Billy. So, she yeah. was, like, leaning against the cubicle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Brooke wants Allison's apartment um, because it's got two bedrooms two and the baby bedroom. is coming. Yes. And Billy's like, so well, we can't afford it. Explain to me how. Explain to you how they can't afford it? Yes, because Billy is supposed to be a very important person at that advertising agency, um, and Brooke has a corner office. Well, I mean, I agree with you because the whole thing is dumb, but, and Brooke, like, blackmailed her way into whatever kind of promotion and raise, but um, you could say, well, maybe Billy is trying to save for their bun in the oven. Oh. But he didn't, but he didn't say that, he so we can't. say that. He but, didn't say that. Okay, here's my question. Are all of the ground-level apartments at Melrose two bedrooms? Uh, no, they can't be because Jane there's has no, a one-bedroom. There's no way Matt has a two-bedroom. No, but Jane has a one-bedroom, too, so she, she doesn't have a two-bedroom. Does Allison have the only one, a two-bedroom? Ooh, she very well might. Wow, prime real estate, folks. Wow, yeah, because um, Joe doesn't have a two-bedroom. No, I don't think any of the upstairs apartments are two-bedroom, including Amanda. Oh, but Rhonda's was upstairs, and that used to be a two-bedroom. Shit. And Rhonda's is where Joe moved into. Is but one bedroom the dark room? No, she made the bath in the dark room. That's what I thought. I don't know, then. Maybe they are inconsistent. Oh, do you think on Melrose Place? A first. A first. For the block. Anyway, 
good good question though. That was a very good question. I'm an engaged watcher. So let's head on over to shooters now. Um, mm -hmm. where Kimberly is there and Jake is like talking to her, Jake's tending bar and, and and he's being like nice to her and he's like, Who am I to judge? Which was I thought really big of him, you know. Yeah, she's in what I believe is the very first interaction Jake and Kimberly have um in four seasons she's basically like no one in the apartment really likes me because i tried to kill everyone and he's like you know what i make it my business to mind my own business You're yeah. good. <laughs> have a drink on me yeah and then he buys her a drink so meanwhile there's a dude um sitting next to her at the bar and she starts flirting with him and um and he like walks away from her well he seems into it and then she like ups her game and then he's like oh, i gotta go yeah yeah, he's like, okay, I'm leaving. And so she, she's left sitting there by herself. She looks crazy again. Yeah. She looks yeah, unhinged she, again, by the way. She's a different kind of unhinged now. Yeah, yeah. So basically, she's just, like, out there for the hookups. Yeah, like, all across L.A. All, all across L.A. All right, so things aren't, things are looking a little, a little, like, a little suspicious over at the Haley uh, Haley's mansion there, right? This is Allison comes home from work, right? Yeah, Allison comes home from work to Haley's mansion, and Haley's walking out with a group of people, and the group and he introduces them to Allison, and one of the women says, "I really love your home," and Allison is like, "Why would she say that, Haley?" And Haley's like, "Because we're selling it, and they're gonna buy it," and Allison's like, "Not happy about it." And so then he kind of gets really mad at her and sort of, like, grabs her by the arm and, like, twists her away. And, like, all of a sudden we see, like, you know, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde personality of Haley come out. And, um, and, and we lost Doug again. And I'm he's, back. You're he's, good. I'm sure you handled it great. Keep going. He's slightly forceful with her and a little bit, like, you know, and you yeah. see, like, Allison's kind of like, ooh, what'd I get into? And why, but she wants to know, like, why is he selling the house and does this have to do with his whatever business deal is, the business. is having issues? And he still will not tell her what's going on. Yeah, but clearly something is. Yeah, I mean, her hackles are definitely raised at this point. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Okay, so back on Melrose Place, Billy and Brooke are standing in the middle of the two-bedroom apartment, just absolutely thrilled that they've now rented it. I don't know what happened to too expensive, Billy. Doesn't isn't it like a, a surprise on Brooke's part? Uh, no. I, well, she's surprised that he got it because she's like, "Oh, Billy, you did it! You got it!" Because she had told him. Um, she had told him before, I'd, we'd forgotten to mention this, she had told him, well, you know, Amanda likes you, so talk to her about basically dropping the rent. Um, and Billy was like, I'm not going to do that. That's not fair, or whatever he said. Um, but then it looks like either he did or he sucked up the cost, one or the other. Um, but now they have a two-bedroom apartment. He had them, I don't know. I don't know. And then Billy gets a little moony. You know, Brooke's sort of like flitting around the apartment. He's looking out. He's looking into. He's staring at the wall, staring at the ceiling. And she's like, "Is this bringing back memories?" And of course it is. Like, why wouldn't it? Right, yes. right. And she's like, "You're thinking of her, aren't you?" 
And, you know, of course he is. It's like, was their apartment? And then he says something like, oh, I'm going to make new memories here with you or some shit like that. So anyway, moving yeah. on. I'm so not interested in that yeah, at the moment. Yeah, always a good call to move on from them. Okay. So now we've got this CD hotel in L.A. And guess who's there? Kimberly? No, the CD hotel was Bobby Parisi Bobby with Parisi? the lawyer. Yeah. So Bobby is in L.A. Remember, this is Amanda's dead husband's brother who has come to L.A. to avenge his brother's death. Jack. Um, so the lawyer's got guns um, for, for him to, to use, for Bobby to use. Oh, by the way, I forgot how many episodes that lawyer guy was in. I hate him. He looks like a stooge. He's terrible. The character is dumb. I hate him. I'm sorry. He's like, and he's like, he's like endless in the, in this season. He like shows up in every damn episode. Yeah, who knew that he'd be so prominent? I know. I it's like remember. he might as well be a series regular at this point. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. I mean, he's like in it as much as Matt. Right. Anyway, we have a conflicted assassin here. Bobby doesn't seem to want to <laughs> shoot Amanda. Um, so, but, um, and he, and he has this whole thing about like, I've killed for my country. Now I will kill for my family or some shit like that. So shit anyway, deep. Yeah. It was a deep moment. Uh, okay. We're going to go back to Mancini Hart and no, we're not going there. We're going to the Burns Mancini offices. Sorry. Too many Mancinis. Um, and Sid's answering phones, and Kimberly's waiting, and now Kimberly's totally normal, and she's trying to chat up Sid. Yeah, I mean, totally normal, but, like, creepily weird, because, like, why is she there? And Be Kimberly's like, you can't pretend I'm not here, and Sid's like, can't I? <laughs> Sid's like, I would like to. You tried to. to kill me? Well, apparently, times. apparently um, Kimberly is there waiting for Peter so that they can have one of their therapy sessions, even though he's not a therapist. Um... <laughs> So she starts to try and, like, you know, talk to Sid about, like, you know, what's going on with Michael. Oh, I'm so glad you're happy. And then she's like, I started dating, too. And Sid's like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> she's yeah. like, no, I'm done. And yeah, we are not girlfriends. Yeah, we are not girlfriends. I'm not talking to you about this. And then flower delivery arrives. It's to Sid from Michael. And... Kimberly's like, oh, they're beautiful. By the way, when Michael sends flowers, it means he's cheating. Not wrong. Not wrong. Not wrong. And so Peter shows up. He's late. And Kimberly's like, oh, you're late. Let's just skip our session. I'm fine. I'm doing fine with the hospital doctors. I don't need you anymore. Which, I mean, I question that, but... Well, well probably a lie probably not seeing hospital doctors as much as she should either. Um, but yes, yeah, she is not doing well. No, I, I really don't think that she is doing well. Mm -hmm. um, I think she's fibbing. Yeah. I think she's fibbing. Um, any hoodles? Uh, <laughs> what do we have going on here? Yeah, so, um, so Kimberly leaves and um, Sid asks Peter, what do you, what does it mean when somebody sends you flowers? And Peter has this like wonderful response, like, well, I send flowers because I want to show the woman that I, uh, you know, that I care about the woman and I'm thinking of her and it's like this beautiful. And then he's like, and she's like, oh, good. And then he's like, yeah, but if they're from Michael, it means he's cheating. Right. Poor Sid. Right. That's when it happens. Yeah. Poor Sid. 
poor Porsid. Porsid, so. who, by the way, is looking better. She's got, like, uh, she doesn't have the groovies in the heart, delight haircut anymore. I agree. She's got, she's got like, a, I don't know, a different kind of part going on. Yes. Um, and I think she looks very nice. I, I agree with that. Going back to shooters, because Matt's there. He's waiting tables. Remember last, uh, I, got, I don't know. Do you, think, do you think the writers were like, wow, we really should put more Matt in this? But, like, Matt's always so removed, like, and I feel like they needed him to have a job so that he could have more interaction with everybody. Yeah, I think it was that Matt is so. Oh, dear listeners, we've lost Doug again. And he was in the middle of something really, really good. But We missed oh, the I'm whole here. thing. Um, Hi. But, uh, <laughs> Repeat but that. He probably, he probably could have worked. They wanted to put him somewhere he could interact with people, but, right. like, what were you going to do? Make him, like, a coffee boy at D&D? So, I guess Shooter's works. Shooter's works. So, anyway. Um, Jake tells Matt that all is okay with Shelly. She gave him the password. Everything's cool. But Matt is still suspicious. Um, but Jake won't listen. Yeah. Okay. In fact, yes. Yeah. That's Jake. Yeah. It doesn't. Jake is not happy with Matt. He's like, leave it alone, Matt. Right. She's she's fine. Okay, we're gonna go to Melrose Place where Jane and Michael are having wine before dinner. Boy, are they drinking a lot of wine, and she's like basically like convincing him to spend the night, but like on the couch. Yeah. Um, and she manages to do that, and that's kind of it, right? Wasn't there anything? Was there anything else? Oh, we lost Doug again. Are you back? I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, they reminisce about their days dating in college, and she manages to, to really lay it on and get him to spend the night, but so far platonically. Yes. Um, although she does drop a, well, maybe if I wake up in the middle of the night, wink, wink, but you know that's not going to happen. Right. Okay. So guess who got a, a new car? Amanda did. And Amanda's driving oh, new car. Guess, guess who got a new car? Yes, yeah. Amanda. Yeah. And Amanda is driving said car. And Jack's brother is following her. Well, you see, Amanda is doing a stalker drive by Peter's house for some reason. And she actually pulls up to the curb in front of his house but hits his neighbor's motorcycle. She's not focusing on what's in front of the car because she's looking in the window at Peter. Yes. followed by Bobby. Yes. So... She gets out of the car and she's like, what the hell? What the hell? She's looking at the, you know, looking at her fender or looking at the bike. And while she's out of the car, Bobby gets out of his car and he's got the gun and it like, you know, he's like ready to use it. And then Peter comes out and Peter saves the day. And he's like like almost suspenseful, but not (laughs) almost suspenseful. Exactly. And, um, and he's like, okay, well, Amanda, why don't we call a tow truck? She doesn't need a tow truck. The motorcycle needs a tow truck. Amanda's car doesn't need a tow truck. Right. The motorcycle is essentially totaled. Yeah, but not her car. By, by her car, which is fine. Yeah, not her car. Um, all right, so back at Melrose Place, um, Jane's with Michael, and Allison calls, and Jane tells Allison about it, and Allison's like, are you nuts? And, um, and that's about it. Yeah, and also Allison... Really on the ball today. Not wrong at all yet. Um, and, yeah, and she was going to, I guess, talk to 
Jane about Haley, but she was like, never mind, you've, you're busy. She was like, you uh, really have your own problems tonight. <laughs> so Peter and Amanda are sitting on his stoop waiting for the tow truck, and they actually have, like, this, like, I liked this scene. Oh, this is a great scene. This scene is kind of an anomaly. It's very not Melrosian. Um, I, I remember thinking that the first time I saw it, too. It's like a very sweet bonding scene. It's not rushed. They, it, it, they're really, like, talking honestly. It feels like it was written by a completely different set of people. Yeah, so it's like, you know, Amanda was, like, lying about what she was doing. She was totally doing a stalker drive-by. And um, and then she's like, you know, she's like, I was out running an errand, and I just happened to be in your neighborhood, and I wanted to try out my new car in the hills, and you live in the Hollywood Hills, so now we know he lives in the Hollywood Hills. Um and then she's kind of like, look, you know, I run away when you get too close. And and I just don't want you to hurt me. But you guys, he did hurt her. He ousted her from D&D with Jasmine Guy, installing Jasmine Guy as the president. Yeah, it's not like he is paying for the sins of boyfriends of your or husbands of the past. He's paying for the own the crimes that he committed himself like less than a year ago but but these don't exist anymore it's like all is forgiven and forgotten right it's like yes peter has existed in the melrose universe now but we don't dwell on how or why exactly in fact let's just pretend that whatever he was doing here before he just like went to phoenix to like be a doctor there yeah he, yeah he just like took an extra class out of town for right a while. right maybe that's how he's a therapist Oh, well, that makes more sense. Don't know why we didn't connect the dots before, guys. We should have written the show. Oh, man, if only. Moving if on. Only. <laughs> Moving on. We're back at Melrose Place, and Jane is, like, sitting on the desk, like, you know, staring out the Venetian blinds there, you know. And wait, we got to wait for Doug to come back. No, 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 I'm here. I'm back. Okay. Um, and Michael wakes up, and she's, and, and basically Jane's like, okay, nice to see you. You got to go. Because yeah, Richard and Joe, out. yeah, Richard and Joe are outside, and she basically is needs Michael to walk out of her apartment while Richard is standing there, so he can see Michael do the walk of no shame. So, as only Michael can do it. So, Joe's reaction is basically the reason why Jane is an idiot. Joe's reaction. Yes, which is I had no idea she was this self-destructive. Like, no one oh, thinks Jane right. is. Moving on, they really just think she's making new bad decisions. Well, she is kind of making new bad decisions. This was a bad plan. Oh, no. I mean, they're not wrong by thinking it. <laughs> right. But yeah. then when we go to Hart Mancini, like, Jane is in Richard's office, and she's like, can you pin my neckline? And and then he's, like, asking her, like, do you love Michael? And, like, it looks like it might have worked. Maybe. We gotta wait for Doug to come back to I'm tell back. us what he thinks. I, when when what she's did you, what did you ask? When she's at when Jane and Richard are in his office at Hartman City Designs, right after you know Michael's walk of shame. Oh, is that when she comes in with like the silver dress? Yeah, and she's like telling him to pin my neckline and stuff like that. And it seems like it's working. It seems like Richard's actually, a little like it actually does seem like like she is slowly like. Yes, like stringing him back along. Yeah. But I have a question now for you, and for any of our listeners, feel free to let us know, too. Knowing everything we know about all of these characters and having seen them together in various permutations, do you like Jane with Richard, 
or do you like Jane with Michael? Or option number three, do you not like Jane with either of them? I'm going to go with option number three, I think. Yes. Because with Michael, she but has no be spine. No, we heard that. With Michael, she she never has a spine with Michael. Even now where she's like kind of, I mean, there's no there there anyway, but she never has a spine with Michael. I think Josie Bissett, when she gets to act like not a doormat, um, and Thomas Calabro actually have a very fun chemistry together, but I only like Jane and Michael when they're at odds. I don't like Jane and Michael when they're cute. Right. Except for maybe except for maybe when Michael had amnesia. Oh, when Michael had amnesia. God, when was that? Last season? A history of abuse and hatred. Okay. Did you catch any of it? Uh, you said you said you liked them. You liked them when they had amnesia. When Michael had amnesia. Yeah, and I said I like them. I like them more when they're going at each other, knowing their history of like him cheating and everything. Right. But I mean, otherwise, uh, I I can't think of anybody that she they've paired her with on this show that I feel works. Well, I liked Robert or whatever the lawyer's name was. Oh right, I forgot about him. Yeah, but he's gone now. Are there, so far on the show, is there any other main player that she's been with? Was she, was she with Jake? I said so far on the show, so no. She hasn't been with Jake. Was there a flirtation? Oh, dear... I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here. Did you ask me a question? I just, I, I, was there a flirtation between them? There was. Yeah, right when they saved Sid from the cult. It looked like Jane and Jake might have a thing, and Sydney got too involved in try, and, and they both got too skittish about it. Okay. All right. So they never actually paired off up until this point. No, I guess that's it. It was just her and Michael. Right. So. I don't know if Jane is ever great with anyone until, like, the very end of the show. Okay. I shall wait, then. I shall wait. But, but or, or I can actually tell you who I think she's work, who she works with. Okay, who? Her then-real-life husband, Rob Estes, when he was on the show. Wait, and Rob Estes played Michael's friend from... He guessed, yeah, he guest starred in the very beginning a couple times, and then they're going to bring him back. He comes back married to Lisa Rinna as a different character. Oh, okay, so he's somebody totally different. Yeah, and, and he and Jane together uh, towards the very end of the series, that's the one time I really liked her with someone. God, I can't wait till Lisa shows up. We have a whole lot of season four to get through. We've got a lot of Bobby Parisi to get through. You've got a lot of crazy Kimberly Plus to get through. We I have a lot to get Lisa through. Rina. I just want Lisa. Okay. I, I, yeah, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So we're back at Shooters where Matt's working, and he's snuck, he sneaks into um, the office. He log, Basically, he, he logs into the laptop against Jake's wishes, and, um, and, oh, he, and and he sees that the balance was below $1,000, and, and Matt's like, that can't be right. We had too many receipts, and and Jake is, like, mad about that. Like, like Jake is Jake is mad at Matt at the wrong person. Jake, Matt is the messenger. Yeah. 
Matt is the messer, and Jake's all like, that's not, that's not right, that's not right. And so Matt's like, just go to the bank yourself and do the deposit. Like, go to the bank and see what's going on. And so, yeah. you know, Jake's like, oh, maybe I will. And I'm like, yeah, Jake, as a business person, that's probably what you should do. Yeah. yeah. Matt shouldn't have to tell you that. No, it's not. Matt also option. shouldn't have to tell you to, to really learn any passwords at the very beginning yeah. of someone else doing your bills. Yeah. Yeah, like, you should know your passwords. Yeah. Okay, so the plot thickens over at Haley's house because it's the middle of the night and he's on the phone. And then it, it wakes up Allison and he's like, oh, sorry, darling, I didn't mean to wake you up, but I thought we would just go on a second honeymoon. And Allison's like, now? And he's like, yes, right now, pack your shit, we're going to the yacht. So basically he wants to jet away on the yacht and she's like, but where are we going on the yacht? And he's like, I can't tell you that, that's a surprise. You know, like, it's like he doesn't know where the yeah, hell going. Yeah, like, like dressing it up like he's really doing something exciting and romantic. But um, look, Allison's dander is up. Yeah, it sounds like he's trying to make a getaway. But we don't know from what or from who. We don't. So, oh my gosh, excuse me, So this story is putting Karen to sleep. I know, right? Guys, I'm doing a fast, so I'm like, I get tired really easily. Okay, we're going back to the radio station where Kimberly is a bad shrink. Therefore, she gets an irate caller who says, it's Vic from North Hollywood. And you know who Vic from North Hollywood is? He's the guy from the Shooter's Bar. Yes, it's revealed to us now. Yes. Because we get to see him on the other end of the call. Yes. Vic was also on the phone with her in the cold open, I believe. Yes, that was Vic on the phone yeah. with her in the cold open. That's where she was giving him really bad advice. And I guess, you know... I guess he took it and it backfired or whatever it did. It wasn't good advice. And now he's really, really angry. And he keeps, like, saying terrible things to her, like, like you know, like, you're a whore. You're, you know, like, all of these awful things. And she keeps hanging up on him and he keeps calling back. So, basically, I was like, oh, my God, is Kimberly going to get a stalker now? Mm. Hmm. Basically. Hmm. Hmm. There's a question. Unhinged meets unhinged. Yeah. So, at Shooters, Jake is counting out the, the day's receipts, and um, and what's her face? Shelly was like, oh, I'm going go to go I'm gonna go to the bank, and, Joe's, and, and Jake's like, yeah, it's cool. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. And that's where we see Shelly go into the back room. And she logs yeah, into the computer. Yeah. yeah, logs into the computer and transfers three thousand dollars from her account to Shooter's account, so that it looks like he's got the money in there that he's supposed right. to have. And we're gonna find out that Jake isn't a total idiot right now. No, because when he goes to the bank, the teller's like, "Oh, you have three thousand dollars in your account," because he asked for the balance, and he was like, "Oh, okay." And then he, which I was actually really surprised that he asked this. He was like, when did that money, like, he, what, what was the balance earlier or something like that? Like, he wanted to know. Yeah, it was a smart question. It was a really good question. And that's when they found out it was, like, $868 or something like that. Like, it was under the $1,000, like Matt said. And, um, and then Jake was like, oh, that's not cool. Because, and then she also said that somebody <laughs> transferred that money into the account um, that morning. And Jake was like, oh. So Jake is willing now to forgive Matt because he, he has seen the light. 
Matt has saved the day. Um, at Shooters now, uh, I guess while um, while Jake's at the while Jake's at the bank, um, Kimberly goes back to Shooters and she meets up with Vic again, but she doesn't know that it's Vic from North Hollywood who's very very angry, and she's flirting with him again, and she's basically like, "We're going home together." Bad idea, Kimberly. Yeah, a real bad idea. Yeah. Um, so while that's going on, there's, uh, Peter and Amanda apparently had dinner together, and I guess they're trying to rekindle. They're yeah. On again, yeah. off again. They're back on again. But yeah, it's like you didn't need them to even have a, a ripple in, in their, like, reunion. Cause... Uh, I think that they did, because this is where Amanda is, like, admits that there was somebody before Jack who broke her heart. And this is why she's has a hard time being she's she has a hard time with love. But couldn't they just have been dating now and having gotten together, re gotten together and she just unloads on him, maybe since Jack is dead, it like is on her mind? That would make more sense, wouldn't it? Uh yes. But we ask who why ask for sense? Why ask for sense? Well, I do think that this is, I think that they're kind of leading this down a path where, you know, she's, well, you know, it's hard to talk about it without a spoiler. We find, we find that there may be reasons why Amanda can't be totally willing to commit yet to Peter now. Yeah, but it's not only that. I also think that there's sort of, well, I don't know. Okay, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, but we're not leaving you hanging for long, guys. Just follow us. No, follow it. Keep going, keep going. Okay, we're going to keep going to a crum another crummy apartment building, and I don't know why Kimberly followed Vic from North Hollywood into this place. It looked like it was an abandoned crack house. Yeah. <laughs> but Kimberly's like, woo, it's so quiet here. I like to be loud. Um... And I'm like, I'm like, as soon as I walked into that building, I'd have like turned around and I'd have ran. What is she doing? Well, not exercising good judgment. No. And then she like throws him down on this dirty ass bare mattress, basically, and proceeds to like be like very aggressive. Yes. Super aggressive. Vic from North Hollywood. Um, so sh now we're going to go to Shelly's where Jake storms in and confronts her about what she did with the money. And, um, oh no, Jake doesn't storm in. He's already there. Shelly walks in and he's, and she's, and he tossed the place. It would have been better if he stormed in, don't you think? Mm, yes. Cause it would have definitely caught her by more surprise. Yeah. But he, that wouldn't have given him time to toss the place and find her one-way ticket to the Virgin Islands where she was like, but I had one for you. I just, you haven't found it yet. Yes. Um, but that's a lie. We know it's a lie. Jake knows it's a lie. Shelly knows Jake knows it's a lie. So what does she do? She pulls out a butcher knife and she proceeds to threaten him with it. Um, and she takes the laptop and she's like, I'm leaving now. And if you come near me, I'll, I swear to God, I'll kill you. And, of course, he goes near her, and she starts cutting at him. She's slicing. I think she got him a few times, too. She gets him once or twice on the arm, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Jake gets the upper hand and, and pins her down and calls 911. I believe he calls 911 and says, 911, I'm with someone who tried to kill me. And the 911 operator goes, hold on while I put you through. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to go back to that creepy-ass apartment building where 
Um, I don't know. I guess she fell asleep. Uh, Kimberly fell asleep. Yeah, and when she, she wakes, really wore herself out. Yeah, and when she wakes up, Vic's like handcuffed, got her handcuffed to the bed, and that's when she's like, she like smiles, like, oh, this is kinky, and then she's like, oh wait, no shit, and and Vic is like, yeah, remember me? This is Vic from North Hollywood, Bro. and she's like, oh shit. So basically, Kimberly's been kidnapped. Yeah. Okay. So that was, so, so, okay, so, so far we have two Cliffies. We've got the, um, is Allison going to run away with Haley on his yacht and disappear because he's in some sort of trouble? Is, um, is Kimberly going to survive the kidnapping? And then now here comes our last Cliffy, right? Well, you're forgetting that major Cliffy of how will Billy make rent? Oh, so, yeah. so yeah, Cliffy's all around. Yeah. Oh, and the Jake, Jake wasn't really a Cliffy, though, because he survived. He's just waiting for the cops to come. Yeah, the only thing that's sort of dangling is she goes, you're so screwed. And he's like, no, I'm not. But I don't think all is perfect in Jake's world right now. Oh, really? But what else could she have done? Um, uh, it may just have to do with money. Okay. Oh, maybe she made it look like he was laundering money or something. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Anyway, let's get to the other. Anyway. Cliffy. This is the grand finale, the grand Cliffy. Amanda has left Peter um, because he wanted to go home with her or her go to his house. And she said, no, no, let's just like be, I don't remember what she said, but she was like, basically like, no, let's just have like a nice quiet date. And I want a cup of coffee and then you can kiss me goodnight. And so he did. And so she's at an apartment alone and there's a knock on the door and she's like, oh, Peter, I told you to leave me alone. But I'm like, don't open it, Amanda. Don't open it. Nobody uses their peephole. Have you noticed that? Yeah, and it has caused some problems over the years. Yeah, so she did not use her peephole, opens the door, and there is Bobby Parisi, the man Uh-oh. that is going to kill her. And yeah. so he walks in, and she slaps him, and then they hug. She was, He was the man that she was talking about to Peter, the one that broke her heart. Right. The brother of her husband slash ex-husband, slash dead, dead husband, husband um, is actually perhaps the true love of her life. So much And messier. not only that, he is supposed to kill her. <laughs> yes, and not only that, but he has a gun and has been assigned to kill yeah. her. Yeah. What a cliffy that is. Now, I was not sure that that was the Cliffy, though, to end things on. I really felt like the Cliffy to end things on would have been Kimberly being killed by the crazy guy. Totally. I mean, I think they're in a, this is Amanda, she's our lead, so we're going to make this our primary story. But no, Kimberly is in the most danger. Yes, Kimberly is definitely in the most danger. Because I really don't think, based on how um, uh, Bobby and Amanda hugged, that he's actually going to pull the trigger, at least not tonight. No, because the real... The real reveal, if you will, is not that she might get killed. It's that she seems to really love him. And he kind of is, like, receptive to this embrace. I think she starts crying, right? Yes, I believe that she does. So it doesn't seem like her life is in danger. Maybe just her emotional heart. Her heart's in danger, but not her life. Right. So this is what I was talking about. Why they made Amanda be that sort of like push and pull with Peter so that they could set up the big love of her life, which is going to be this odd, there must have been the oddest triangle between her and Jack. So I have a, and and Bobby, so I have a feeling we're actually going to find out how she ended up 
marrying Jack, even though I think we already knew that before, where she was like, oh, well, I just thought I loved him, and then he turned out to be a completely different person. Because all, you know, like, no, that's not true. That can't be true. Right. I mean, that is basically the story. Right. um, Also, that's kind of mirrored by what happened with Allison and Haley, isn't it? Hmm. Interesting. I asked a question. Did you get it before my yeah, computer went wrong? You said about um, that's what happened with Allison and Haley, right? And I said yeah, only in as much as she thought we thought we loved him and that he was true, and seems to not be true. Seems, seems to be full of lies. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out like a like, lying lie. I'm trying to figure out: Does Haley really love Allison, or is, did he marry her to get away with something? Um, I don't think we are ever fully that's ever fully conclusive, but but I I, uh, I don't want to say anything more. I don't think we we ever fully learn. That's all I'll say. Okay. So. But I think we'll find out more soon. So even though the the sum of the parts added up to something, but the parts were really hard to deal with in this one. Yeah. I thought, like, I yeah, thought the it parts wasn't were until not the good. full puzzle was in view that I was like, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely was more than the sum of its parts. The episode, I think, also suffers from an overall lack of Finn. I would agree with you there. Um, we'll get her back, right, next season. I mean. We don't lose her. I just don't think they you utilize know, her as well as they should. They just don't use her like they were using her before. Exactly. And that's a shame. It is a shame because when Sid was devious, there was nothing better in the world. Yeah. When Sid was hapless and getting in her own way. Yeah. yeah. And trying to play everyone. It was great. Yeah. It was perfect. She's too calm, among other things, now, too. Remember when she used to throw fits and, yeah. you know, wear wedding dresses into the pool? Like, yeah. those things seem to be gone. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess I guess she's she she now has gotten what she wants, which is Michael. Okay, so spoiler alert, that's not going to last. I kind of yeah. assumed that, yeah. Yeah. Kind of assumed yeah, that. you're a good writer. You can put these things together. I can. Oh, listeners, what do you think? What do you think of this whole saga going on over at Melrose Place? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. You can hit us up on the old Facebook at Back on the Block Pod. So we haven't done a Hollywood Boulevard in a while, like a true one. We've done some like addendums, but today we're going to, we're going to, I think we're going to do one. We're going to, we're going to definitely make a valiant attempt. And we would love for you to follow us along on the 2020 freeway to get to Hollywood Boulevard. And hopefully my computer and cable hookup will cooperate. But we have some fun things to say. We've got stuff. We've got Golden Globes for last night. We're going to talk about those. Um, The Irishman on Netflix. Um, Well, that'll be a good one, I'm sure. Um, and what, what was, you said the parasite, the par- parasite, I don't even know what that is. I was like, oh, that sounds oh, weird. Yeah, well, I'll let everyone know all about yes. parasite. It's worth talking about. It's worth listening to. Come on, follow us. And Jagged Little Pill, Elena Smorissette. That's right. Isn't it ironic? Aha. Uh-huh. So come on over. We'll see you over on the other side. See you on the boulevard. Bye.